Yeah, sure, go for it. So, welcome to Podjucate. I'm here with a very special, extraordinaire lady who has many titles. Would you like to introduce yourself and all your many titles? Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Mina Ayute. I am a motion graphic designer, uh, a VFX artist, and a film director. Ooh, main things. So, I guess we've got, we're here today to sort of break them down and yeah, sure. have you explain to me what they mean because. You are that part of the industry that's like you. How do I say this? Like insulting everybody else, but I'm talking about myself too. But you have an applicable skill, or many applicable skills. Right. You know, like you do things in the practical sense as well as being a creative mind. Yeah. So that's a very interesting position to be in because I speak to creatives sometimes, and I speak to producers, and just people that sort of have very, I guess. Um, interesting but hard to explain roles in the industry mm. whereas yours is a physical doing of yeah things, i guess so. you see like a physical result from yeah, what exactly. you see like this is what i yeah made, exactly and it's like a, move, a movement of things to make something you're actually making something i guess that's what i'm trying to say so um i think starting with um with your motion graphics yeah yeah um what does that mean for so, people that might not know uh, so I guess I would explain, I would describe motion graphics as any kind of graphic that moves. Yeah. So it can be, um, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a fully animated film or like a cartoon. Any kind of graphic that you see that moves, like any logo that you see at the end of a commercial. Yeah. Where it moves or any um, any static graphic, any even a, even a photograph. If you see a photograph and it looks like it's moving, that's yeah. motion graphics. Yeah. Cinema graphs. So yeah, you're essentially like making things move. Yeah. And you're either uh, making things move um, by using an existing thing, like for example, like uh, an existing logo. Yeah. Or an existing picture. Yeah. Um, or existing pictures, or you're creating something completely from scratch. Yeah. Um, in an animation program or a VFX program like After Effects or Cinema 4D. Yeah. So it can be text that you're making move yeah so it could be a logo that's an image of a form yeah. a text form it can be a, a picture of a person yeah it could a be a picture of a person. person so once you once you have a photograph and as soon as you make it move like even if it's a zoom in yeah um you start going into the world of motion graphics yeah. and yeah. animation so yeah it's quite rare it's quite varied um yeah yeah do you have like a favorite like not one that you've made, but mm. maybe a piece of motion graphics that you see and you think it's so classic, it's so brilliant. Yeah. And that's a good example to always reference if someone asks you what that means. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Um, I think the thing that I can think of that comes to mind is um, title sequences. So, um, so for example, True Detective. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that show, but True Detective was uh, an HBO series that aired in America. Um, started a few years ago but the title sequence is just incredible it's a series of um, photographs like double exposure photographs so you yeah. can see kind of like two images with on screen at the same time yeah. and you can see them forming two different things at the same yeah. time yeah um, and it's just a classic piece of like motion graphics and you if you've not seen it before you've probably seen it because like when true detective came out these like the titles were everywhere yeah and then everyone started doing this whole kind of double exposure technique yeah um by layering images over each over each other so like for example you can see like the silhouette of a man but yeah. inside you can see okay yeah i don't know they like make a, you do that in photography yeah but exactly. i used to do photography in the sixth form yeah yeah, yeah. Double exposure. so that's probably one of my favorite um pieces um yeah. 
Also, there are just some incredible film titles out, like film um, title sequences yeah. out there as well. Like, for example, Seven, um, which is a David Fincher film, has got some incredible like um, title sequences. Um, another title sequence that I'm thinking of that I think is incredible is... Um, I always forget the name of the film because there's so many films... St- Stranger Than Fiction. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Stranger Than Fiction is a film that came out a few years ago. It's got Colin Farrell and it's got Emma Thompson in. And it's got these incredible title sequences where, um, as a guy's kind of going through his morning routine, you can see um, graphics pop up. So, he's brushing his teeth. Yeah. And there are graphics popping up. And it looks like they're, so they're motion tracked onto his um, toothbrush. So, mm. it looks like they're actually embedded in the scene. Yeah. So it's clearly, obviously, like, computer-generated Sounds very imaging, complicated. I'm trying to imagine what we were talking about. It's going over my head. Yeah, I'll definitely send you, I'll definitely send you a link afterwards. You probably, yeah, you probably see them, but um, I think that's probably my favourite kind yeah. of motion graphics, where you're basically um, filming something and then motion tracking it. So you motion track something to get, to make it look like it's yeah. shot, like mm. it was part of the footage that was shot. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think motion tracking, compositing, like any piece of, like, title sequence or film or opening sequence where you've got kind of graphics embedded into live action is yeah. something that um, I just really love. I'll be very I'll be very um interested to see some of those examples. I can share it on the Instagram and stuff too so people yeah, can absolutely. see what you're speaking about. Um, so then moving on to VFX, that's yeah. then different, of course. Yeah. So I'm, for, yeah, I'm not sure if I've actually... I feel like I've brought this up before, but for those that don't know, VFX stands for Visual... Video effect? What? Visual? Visual? Um, visual yeah. effects, sorry. Yeah. I don't know or why visual I forgot. Film, visual Vis- film effects. Oh, was it visual film effects? Visual I effects. thought, okay, so I always thought FX was literally just a short enough for effects. Okay, yeah, it could be. Do you know so what? So that, I thought that was a play, but Do you know yeah, what? it could be like, video film effects. Yeah, yeah it I makes mean, sense. We can, I know, it's really embarrassing. We can double check that. I think I've just always known it as VFX. I've like yeah. never questioned. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I tested my friend thinking <laughs> I knew all about it, and now it's literally gone out of my head. I just t- said it was something completely different. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see. Because people, I guess we used to say CGI, which is computer yeah. generation, com- computer generated imagery. But yeah. Now mostly um, it's VFX. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so VFX, I mean, leading on from um, kind of motion graphics, it's kind of like a similar thread. Yeah. It's like like another part of the same kind of outfit. So Mm. um, visual effects is essentially when you've shot something, when you've shot something um, on a camera and you're adding effects to it to make it look as though um, whatever you're adding was actually there at the time. So, for example, when you see like a lot of fire sequences in in movies, um, a lot of the fires are, if they're mm. not kind of done in camera, they're added in VFX. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it So it just saves a lot of time and a lot of money. Even yeah. a lot of like, even a lot of films, like they add things like rain in VFX. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't always control the weather. Yeah. So usually VFX is, are used to um, incorporate things that you weren't able to shoot on yeah, the day. Yeah. So um, yeah. So if, if for whatever reason, like someone's wearing a yellow top. And um, you get into the edit, or the director gets into the edit, and it's like, oh man, they actually need to be wearing a blue top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the colour of the top actually clashes, so we need to change the colour of the top. So yeah. you would use VFX, with VFX, you yeah. would change the colour of the top mm. so that it would look different to how yeah. it was when it was shot. 
No, yeah, amazing description. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I want to finish on your um, your film direction. Yes. So in that case, we, I'll leave that t- till mm. afterwards. And I feel like just to dive into more how you got into learning the skills yeah. of um, doing VFX and motion graphics and that those kind of things. That um, would you say that's what you do um, more on a regular basis when you because you freelance? Yeah, you? I'm freelance. So would you say that's what you do and then? film direction is something for yourself no I think or would film, you say so film directing is actually something that I'm trying to pursue full time yeah so it's kind of at the moment it's kind of 50 50 I'm kind of at the stage where I'm kind of cutting down on my kind of motion graphics yeah, and VFX okay, yeah. work and I'm pitching more film projects yeah. and I'm writing as well yeah. and so a lot of my time is spent writing so I wrote uh, a comedy series um which I'm now kind of pitching yeah um I got back in Ghana a couple of months ago where I shot a docu-series yeah the, the um, docu-series I want to finish on so <laughs> thank you yeah um, I shot a short film earlier on this um earlier on this year uh which is now in post-production and I'm currently pitching like to direct kind of online content yeah brands. so at the moment it's I'd say it's split pretty yeah, evenly 50 50 um i think like the bigger the goal is to be focusing on filmmaking yeah. full-time <laughs> yeah but the but how did you um so I th- you told me but just for other people how did you um go about learning the skills that you have and why and you know like what was the what, what when was the uh, moment when you knew you wanted to do something such as motion graphics and VFX because growing up did you know about it when did you yeah. discover it and then where did you just sure. like take us through that journey a little yeah, bit yeah no absolutely I actually um grew up doing a lot of painting and drawing yeah. and um I actually studied fine art at university mm-hmm. so um I went to St Martin's and did like a four-year degree in fine art mm-hmm. and I actually specialized in the sculpture um 3D sculpture and mm-hmm. um, um and drawing as well so I kind of left my course feeling really like disheartened and mm. really kind of, yeah. I don't know, I feel like as soon, you know when you really love something and then yeah, when yeah. you do it all the time and it almost becomes like a job, you kind of yeah. don't enjoy it so much. And also I kind of realised that art industry is like an industry, um, mm. it's not this kind of creative freedom where I can do kind of what I want. Yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be marketable, um, yeah. to, your work has to be sell, like has to be um, sellable. Yeah. And if your work doesn't fit into kind of what's kind of trending at the moment, then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, it's going to be difficult for you. But um, I think also aside, aside all of that, I felt like I'm, as a film, a film um, fan, I've always been into film, I've always mm. been fascinated by film. Mm. Um, I've, I really felt like I wanted to move into moving image. Yeah. So that was something that when I left art school, I pretty much immediately pursued. Mm. So I basically started at the bottom. So I started running a post-production company. Yeah, so okay, I, yeah. Uh, worked my way up and then did a short course in VFX yeah. and compositing. Um, and also in the background, doing still kind of making mm. films and doing my own kind of um, projects. And um, then got hired full-time yeah and um yeah so worked full-time for a bit as a motion designer and vfx artist and um started freelancing shortly after and again in the background i've been making films and making um, my own projects i've been kind of posting online and yeah it feels like a lifetime ago because it was but um (laughs) that's essentially my story i'm not sure if i've said it i'm forgetting everything i've ever said on this platform now but um for those who don't know what running is or runner what Mm. does that mean so let's say you don't know about it you're like yeah i want to start at the bottom i want to do that 
how do you start running? Okay. What does what does a runner do? Yeah. What's the day to day for a runner? Sure. I guess nowadays you would probably describe it as legalized slavery. I'm joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no. pretty much though. It's basically you are at the bottom, so you are making teas and coffees for people. They say teas and coffees, but I've never not that I've ever been an actual runner, but I've never necessarily made a tea and coffee for somebody like and then yeah, had to do that really not like that, that's no. good that's good no. that's like, it's not yeah. like go and get this go and pick up this print or go to this place and so buy this as well but yeah but not do you know when i say yeah. making tea and coffee i usually mean going out and buying tea and coffee yeah, okay yeah but yeah exactly the buying of coffee so buying of like drinks <laughs> yeah. and serving them to people who work in the post-production facility or production yeah. facility um taking post or yeah. taking drives to other post houses or production companies um, so basically being like a dog's body you're doing yeah. like all the little jobs that um, need to be done in yeah, the post yeah. house and the good thing about it is um, that you get to learn how the industry works yeah. you get to learn kind of what a compositor does or mm. what a flame artist does mm. or what a sound designer does yeah, yeah, yeah. so you do get it's that a good in. Yeah, yeah absolutely mm. and I think from that you can then make an informed decision about yeah. what direction you want to go and yeah, do yeah. like do you want to be on the kind of making side or mm. production side so it opens up, I think it's really good for, so I think especially if you don't know too much about the industry, mm. which I think, um, I didn't know anything about the industry prior to kind of starting as a runner. Yeah. Really. I just knew like, I didn't think I knew anything. Yeah. Yeah. But you just knew you were a creative person and you found yourself sort of. Yeah. I what was the link between uni and knowing that you wanted to go to a post-production house to be a runner? Like who suggested that to you? Was that a tutor? Or so I, how did I, I, I think I spoke to, um, so whilst I was at uni, I was working part-time in various yeah. jobs and I knew that I wanted to make stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, but I knew that I didn't want to make it within the realm of kind of art, fine art yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole kind of fine art kind yeah. of framework mm-hmm. um doesn't like it didn't sit with me for a lot of reasons at yeah. that time um so i just spoke to people like anyone who i could find that's worked in media yeah i just kind of like grabbed them and just said like <laughs> help me like what? yeah how do i how <laughs> do on I, to like, yeah take me with you <laughs> let me how, how do i do this let yeah. me show me your ways so um yeah so i ended up just being a conversation i had with someone who's yeah. like a friend friend uh who advised you know Firstly, I think the first question he asked me was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't, don't really know. I just yeah. know that I want to find out more about the industry. So um, he suggested um, being a runner. So I think I, I, you know, I remember this very vividly because the summer I graduated, I sent about 100 emails to different yeah. post-production companies. He's got a love a relentless person. Oh, God, so many. And then <laughs> um, I heard back from one, which was Rush's, who yeah. got back to me. And so... I think two, two or three days after graduating, I was in, um, I was kind of, yeah, doing my um, probation period as a yeah. runner in post-production. Amazing. Yeah. So now to speak about the fabulous docu-series yes. that like, really excited me when we first met. So um, you mentioned that you just filmed a docu-series over in Ghana. Do you want to mm. explain the entire process of that, the way you explained to me, like the magazine and yeah, sure. how, you, how it came about and how that experience was? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been directing for about five, five six years now. Okay. So I've done a yeah. few short films um got into a few um festivals and yeah. one of the awards which enabled me to do bigger yeah and bigger projects um so i shot a music video last year for a performance artist yeah called um lady vondredy yeah. oh yeah please do <laughs> uh, and um so she's a british nigerian singer and performance okay, yeah. artist and um the video was very much about embracing these um 
there's this part of her that made her unique. I think yeah. that was the fact that she was British, but also African, and the fact that, you know, she loves being both, but yeah. sometimes it's also a source of kind of tor- tor- turmoil and confusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a source, yeah, that duality yeah. is a source of kind of... I think, especially growing up, yeah. when you perhaps don't have the tools to articulate how you're feeling, yeah. um, you know, when compared to your peers, yeah, or, yeah. you know, to just walking down the street. Yeah. So, um, the music, and the music video um, we made um, touches on that in a pretty obvious way. It's very bright, it's very colourful, she's wearing a Nigerian headdress. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, so I made that, and I posted it on Instagram. Um, and so I sent it to a few people, and um, a Ghanaian magazine got in contact with me and asked me if they would be able to share it on their page. Yeah. So um, I agreed to that, um, of course. And um, they also asked me what I was, you know, what other projects I was working on. And I'd had this idea for a while. Um, so I've always been intrigued by how women, especially black women, are perceived yeah. in society today. It's something that I've always been really interested in. And the um, whole idea of kind of stereotyping and confronting stereotypes. Yeah. And when you meet people who don't fit these stereotypes and how um, how people react to that. So mm-hmm. this was a project I was originally going to film in the UK um, when I was planning, because I produced it as well as directed it. So I was planning this about this time last year, actually. And it was going to be a UK-based project. So... Um, I was casually just mentioning this to the ma- mentioning this to the magazine whilst we were chatting on Instagram. Yeah, and um, their founder, um, they actually said, oh, our, "Our founder actually wants to speak to you because he's got you oh, know, well, he's yeah. got an idea that he wants to run by you." Yeah, and so um, so they came up with the idea of collaborating on this project um, because the ideas and the subjects that I wanted to explore closely aligned with what they were trying yeah. to explore and you know statements that they were trying to make about what it means to be female, what it means to be African, what it means to be black, what it means to be strong, what it means to be powerful, what yeah, it means yeah. to be weak, what it mm. means to be, you know, scared. So all of these things. So um, we uh, we came up with a plan. So yeah. I ended up going to Ghana um, this year, in 2019, summer this year. I spent a month there um, yeah. shooting um, this docu-series with 11 amazing women who... Um, are from a range of backgrounds yeah. and a range of professions. And um, so I just spent a few hours with them, each and every one of them talking about their, like, you know, their ambitions, their hopes, their, their struggles and their failures, all of the things that they've had to encounter uh, to get to where, like this point in time where we arrived, where I was having this conversation with them in West Africa, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was an amazing prop process um an amazing project to be part of so i'm editing it as well so each and the good thing about this docu-series is that it's quite digestible okay yeah. so each uh, episode is only about three or four minutes yeah, long yeah yeah the, there's these are video portraits yeah so but in those three or four minutes you learn quite a lot about the person who's um on the screen a lot yeah. about you know where they came from yeah you know, things that they've had to overcome yeah uh things that you know that they are looking forward to so I feel like they even though they're quite short you do learn quite a lot from each individual um so there's 11 of those in total um which I've cut yeah so we're in the final stages of post-production now so we are adding some sound design and um some color grade yeah very kindly provided by people who I've worked with before in the industry 
Um, and then the plan is to cut them all into a longer piece. Yeah. Um, for film festivals, and um, then perhaps try and approach kind of people mm. about making it into a bigger project. Yeah. Uh, and you know, getting a wider audience mm. to, to 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 see it. Yeah. So speaking about the process of filming these women um, and going around, what was that like to work in Ghana? With the with, with the crew over, already over there, or did they come with you? Like, so the crew, so the magazine provided the crew. So yeah, it was exactly. very tiny. It was literally me and my DOP. Okay, yeah. So and I think DOP the, is a director of photography. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think it had to be small because a lot of these women who I was speaking to, it's not they weren't all people who were used to cameras or yeah. you know necessarily wanted to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Even they had just agreed to talk to me about yeah, you know, yeah. their experiences and mm. their lives. So I think having a small crew so that it didn't feel too invasive yeah, and too absolutely. kind of like massive camera point yeah, in front lights, of Lights, camera. Yeah. yeah, I think that was really important. Even in terms of building a rapport with yeah. people, I feel that that can be quite hard to do when there's like a camera between you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. we were able to keep it quite low key mm. and as a result, everything felt quite natural. Yeah. Um, but being in Ghana was amazing. Um, it was so hot. So hot. It was hot. like 40 degrees. Travelling around, was it very slow? It was, to be honest. It was <laughs> slow. I mean, everyone was, slow country. everyone was running on African time. Yeah. So it was a slow, it was slow. But um, but you know what? That's uh, made me appreciate kind of how crazy London oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be hard to transition. I think as a London, because they're so chill. They're so like everything is so relaxed. Don't, I don't think they have planners. They don't wake up and say this is the plan today. It's sort of like maybe they'll figure out the plan at like ten in the morning, Precisely. and then it'll get it done. They'll start to get it done at one in the afternoon. Exactly. And, and it's l- like as a Londoner, that honestly drives me up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and also just. In terms of even arranging to meet, there's always a, there's yeah. like a two-hour window which is acceptable. Yeah, yeah. From the time that you've actually agreed to meet. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was interesting. But do you know what? It was amazing. I think um, also just going back to Ghana, where my family's originally from, I, yeah. haven't been there, I haven't been back there in a long time. Going back um, after so long and kind of seeing how much it's changed. Yeah. Was fantastic, and that was probably that was my favourite part of the yeah. trip. I think just connecting with people who um, who I had met in the past or people who knew people who I yeah. met there and also just just getting a sense of what it means to be out there yeah and like, you know how how people live day to day out there I mean obviously it differs like hugely depending on what you yeah, do yeah did you just stay in the capital just stay so in I stayed I stayed in Accra when yeah. I was there so I'm planning on going back and doing a bit of a wider trip okay yeah um, mm. Because we are already in discussions for like the next stage wow. of the project, exclusive. Which will, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, which will hopefully take us um, back to Ghana, um, yeah, outside of Accra, and mm. hopefully outside of, and hopefully also to the UK and to, yeah. to yeah. America, yeah, uh, as well. Fingers crossed. Well, amazing. Is there any other work that you've created or are working on that you are particularly proud of or would love to share right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I shot my third short film early on this year. It's called Validity. Okay. Uh, and it touches on a few subjects, um, especially women and how women are treated when they're asked to recount their own versions of events. Okay. If that makes sense. It sounds quite cryptic because it is. It's a, it's a very short film. It's only I'm seven following. Minutes. I feel like I'm slightly following. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. It's only seven minutes long. So I can't I, I can't say too much without okay. giving it away. 
Um, but yeah, so that's going to be um, doing the film festival rounds soon. There should be a trailer coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. Oh, I'd be happy um, to receive all of these things. Oh yeah, yeah I will do. Them all. I will do. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and also, I've been writing a comedy series. Yeah. So I'm, which you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of working on that, and also I've got another script that I'm working on, which I'm hoping to develop into a feature film. Mm. So lots of work, lots of writing. Like my life is so boring <laughs> right now, pretty much. I'm just very exciting, in the, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because I've, you're creating things. You're always excited by things. You're always in a different world. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's like true. that. Yeah. It's true. I think I feel like perhaps after. I always feel like after things are done, I can yeah. be like, oh yeah, right, that was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. But when you're in it sometimes, it just feels like things need mm. to be done, things need to be written, like, you know, emails need to be sent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's very practical and get things done. I see what you're yeah. saying, yeah. Do you feel like, this is my last question, short, it's been a short one, but it's been good because we have to finish up. But um, do you feel like when you're working on something, is there anything that you sort of get really sucked into? Like, you know when you watch a, a really good TV show and you start to become the people on the TV and you start to speak like them or, like, doing things in your day-to-day life and you and friends are a bit like, what's, what's happened to her today? <laughs> do you know? Like, do you feel that it becomes overwhelming ever? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, working on things? I think, I think especially when you're... For me, it's when I'm on set. I feel... Uh, if they're, if they're... Like, for example, I wrote this film um, this time last year, actually, Validity, that we shot in January that's... Yeah. going to be out the trailer's going to be out in a few few weeks I feel like when you're writing something everything becomes so connected yeah. it becomes so kind of passionate and yeah. um, precious of everything yeah, yeah. that you've written so and sometimes when you're on set for whatever reason you can't get things exactly as how you imagined when yeah. you're writing them for yeah. example there's a character in, valid- in validity and he has an earpiece so yeah. he can speak to people um, just like a like an ear like a under oh, like a headphone headpiece like a hearing aid not a hearing aid so when you're so the kind that security guys use oh yeah like an in ear piece or over ear piece with your little radio exactly yeah exactly so to me that was like a really important detail <laughs> yeah because I wrote the script and I was like this is what this guy looks like yeah this is his accessory that he has and this is how he is yeah um, and there was a mix up on set and um, our set designer and props person um, weren't there when we were shooting those scenes yeah so um, so they were there they just hadn't didn't have that piece of equipment because they um, it's a long story but anyway so we were on set yeah. shooting running out of time running out of light we didn't have the headpiece the yeah. earpiece and I was freaking out I yeah. was just I feel like people don't get it yeah I was just it's not going to convey the same way yeah I was just like you know this is you know this isn't going to work this isn't going to it's ruined this is not (laughs) going to be how I imagined yeah (laughs) but again I think stepping I stepped I sat with my DOP afterwards we like stepped out for five minutes and to talk about it and um, I think it was that moment I realised oh my god I'm so in I'm I'm so far inside my own head I can't see the facts that you know it's just such a minute detail yeah um you don't even like we didn't need the earpiece we no did, yeah we really didn't like the film works probably better without the earpiece <laughs> yeah. actually but I think because I was so fixated yeah, on yeah, that no. tiny thing that um, it gets a bit over I think also with the pressure of being on set and kind of you know running out of time yeah all of it managing people yeah I think if you've ever been passionate about something you just realise how much like how precious you get like you said yeah, about detail really and precious. it's like there's something about people need to see how I see it but as you said, you let you let you work and you learn. Yeah, so. precisely. And you have to pick your battles as yeah. well. 
I mean, really, I'm, I should, like, in, in retrospect, I probably won't spend half an hour again freaking out over an earpiece. Yeah. Or something that small. But, um, you know, when there are perhaps bigger things to kind yeah. of think about and think about. But, yeah, it's not until you've had that experience mm. that you realise, hey, that was a really small thing that I got really worked up over. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So, in signing out, just two last things to ask you. I think I might have said my last question ages ago, but two last things to ask you. The first one is... Is there a particular advice that I saw do this in mind with, or keeping in mind when I, a few years back when I first discovered this industry and how much I would have been really excited to hear about all of these stories and all the things that you're sharing with me. If there's a, um, if there's somebody that's just discovering the world or the creative industries, advertising, production, all of those things, is there anything that you would particularly say to them, thinking back to maybe a time that you wish you had this knowledge yeah absolutely i say research as much as you can yeah research as much and hunt people down yeah i feel as though <laughs> i i mean it's true for myself as well sometimes you're really kind of nervous about approaching yeah, people yeah. and asking them for advice or asking them but yeah use as many people as you can in yeah. the nicest possible way hunt them down um and do your research so if you don't know perhaps anything about post-production it's as simple as kind of googling and then working out what the part and like you know finding yeah. out how a VFX or post production pipeline works. Yeah, and I think usually in the researching you kind of discover naturally what you're interested in and yeah. what you're drawn to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and use just use people, yeah. ask people. Um. If you meet anyone or reach out to people, yeah. I think we're so connected at the moment. It's yeah, never been it's true. any easier Very true. to, point, to yeah. connect mm. and reach out to people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, most people, I mean, there are some douches out there, but most people are nice. Most people there are, and don't let them get you down. Just do not. Be do relentless. Absolutely, do not. Be relentless like Mina was. Do you yeah, know? exactly. Like, tenacity will get you everywhere. You'll be fine in the end. I completely agree. But, um, agree. yeah, is there anywhere you want people to find you? Anything that you want them to look up? I mean, I'll be sharing, like, video things that you give to me to share and things, but is there any particular platform that you want them to see Yeah, you absolutely. On? Um, check out my Instagram and um, my website which I will give you both newmachine.com and um, yeah I'll be posting some new work up there shortly so look out for the trailer of my new film amazing fabulous thanks for talking to me thank you (laughs) thank you bye hello all I hope you're very well and I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm just here to drop you a little message this is actually going to be the last episode in a series. So this is the end of series one. Um, Podgicate will be taking a small break to come back to you bigger and better, come back to you with um, more, with better directed content, um, etc. cetera. Um, in the meantime, if there's any feedback that anyone would like to give, if there's any um, people would like to get in contact, would like to connect with us, follow us at Podgicate on Instagram, do hit us up in our SoundCloud DMs and um, don't miss us too much. Thanks for listening.